Well, good morning and tēnā koutou katoa. I'm Bernard Hickey. This is the Dawn Course on the Kaka on Thursday the 12th of August. It's now settling in what the Skeg report means for us. came out at 5 o'clock yesterday morning and we had significant comments from Chris Hipkins yesterday at 1 o'clock. Later on today, we're going to get the government's formal response. There is a full two-hour open forum in Wellington on reconnecting New Zealand to the rest of the world in which the Skeg report is fully presented. And Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern will give a response. I'll be there. But looking at the Skeg report and what Sir David Skeg has been saying about when New Zealand will reopen and what the thresholds might be, it's clear we are staying as Fortress New Zealand and we are sticking with the elimination strategy. That leaves us pretty much on our own because the rest of the world has been madly vaccinating and has been dealing with Delta outbreaks. The only other place that had maintained an elimination strategy in the community was Australia. And New South Wales is now dealing with a pretty much out of control Delta outbreak. The New South Wales government, which is a centre-right government led by the Premier there, Gladys Berejiklian, took a much more lax approach to shutting down. So when Delta got out, there were very localised lockdowns. People were still visiting cafes and bars all over Sydney. Public transport was running. Certainly wasn't the lockdowns that we remember. And if you look at the stringency um, comparisons between the likes of New Zealand and Sydney, uh, New Zealand last year with our lockdowns and Sydney's quote-unquote lockdowns this year, they haven't pursued the same very hard lockdown that we had. That's because the government has been much more concerned about the immediate economic impact of closing all these bars and restaurants and workplaces, and now they're paying for it. Whereas we took a strategy of prioritising health over the economy, and rather than the health versus economy framing, which the rest of the world uh, maintained and in many places still does, we accidentally on purpose worked out that health equaled economy. That if you keep COVID out, your economy is going to be protected and clearly that's helped us in the last year. In some, uh, By some measures, we have a raging economy now. It needs to be slowed down. And uh, that's likely next week when the Reserve Bank comes out with its comments. So, what does this all mean? Does this, when are we going to start travelling? When can I buy a ticket for holiday overseas? Unfortunately, in my view, having read the comments from Sir David Skegg, not just in the report, but also reported um, from last night, you can see the actual comments in the Dawn Chorus uh, briefing from Sir David Skeggs. He hasn't set a vaccination threshold for reopening, and he hasn't set a date. All he's saying is that we're likely to look at reopening early next year after everyone in New Zealand has been offered both doses of the vaccine. Meanwhile, a bunch of people are looking to extend the gap between the first and second doses because some of the evidence overseas shows that improves the um, strength of the effect of the vaccine. So that means a slower rollout and certainly not finished until into early next year. 
and finished is a, a fairly blunt phrase for what we're likely to see. Remember, in most countries, they are really struggling to get over 60% vaccination rates. Even in Israel, where they were significantly higher because they did a deal with Pfizer very early on to get early access to the Pfizer vaccine and essentially be a guinea pig for a trial, uh, they have had to do lockdowns. And even their vaccination passport idea and widespread vaccination wasn't enough. So uh, New Zealand is sticking with elimination. And to emphasise this, Chris Hipkins said yesterday that we should prepare for level four lockdowns. If Delta were to get out into the community in any way, similar to what we saw in Australia, unlike the New South Wales government, we would lock down hard. And he talked about new level four lockdowns. A, a modeler even suggested one case of Delta in the community would be enough for a virtually nationwide level four lockdown. We're really on the sort of precipice here. It's, it's extraordinarily lucky that, that no one has uh, managed to spread Delta outside of MIQ in New Zealand. We're getting numbers of cases every day of Delta through into MIQ. And um, it's extraordinary that we have yet to see a, a widespread outbreak. We are now going to have to wait until early next year before we can breathe something of a sigh of relief. Until then, everyone will have their fingers and toes crossed and everyone, of course, should be booking in their vaccination as soon as they possibly can. And for me, as a 54-year-old, um, who's relatively healthy, I'm in the group that can start booking in from Friday now. So looking forward to that. About a third of the country has had its first dose. So we're still only, you know, partway through the vaccination. And in Australia, it's even slower. And they have higher rates of vaccine hesitancy and much more aggressive protest movements, if you like, against vaccination. You've seen some of the public protests, uh, mass um, spreading events that happened a few weeks ago, and uh, you have significant members of the establishment in Australia, liberal politicians, national politicians, who are openly uh, anti-vaxxers, and in some cases trying to use the um, arms of the state to slow down vaccine rollouts or at least frustrate it, Florida style. So, um, and because New Zealand has tied itself really to Australia's vaccination strategy through the bubble, that means uh, we really are unlikely to open up in any sort of meaningful, quote, normal way without MIQ, I think, until well into 2022, only for Australia. And given what we're seeing overseas, where it's clear now, you can be vaccinated twice, catch it, spread it to those who are both vaccinated and unvaccinated. And it's true at the moment that most of the vaccines will protect you from a, a case of COVID that forces you into hospital or worse, but still you can spread it. So this is the thing. Even if we allowed in vaccinated people uh, without an MIQ stay, and remember, MIQ is limited, we would not be able to open up until we were sure that those vaccinated people were going to pass it on only to people in New Zealand who were also vaccinated because our ICUs can't handle it. Interestingly, David Skegg said 
in today's article that um, he was still concerned about the lack of intensive care unit beds. Uh, we still have a fragile health system. Just to give you an idea, uh, there are at least a thousand nursing places open at the moment. A whole bunch of people, particularly in the big cities, Wellington, Auckland, are now leaving professions like um, nursing. There's a lot of people on temporary work visas who are leaving. And the housing costs, uh, particularly in Wellington, are a real problem. That is, uh, again, leaving the health system vulnerable. Uh, the likes of Chris Hipkins and Sir David Skegg realise this and so are pursuing, pursuing the hard elimination strategy. Now, some interesting other bits and pieces of news out this morning to keep an eye on. Very good piece from Jill Bonnet in RNZ from OAA documents on what's going on in MIQ. The government has increased its own share of allocation for MIQ and is using it to allow in special cases, including uh, professional mountain bikers coming along for the Crankworks Festival in Rotorua, uh, professional athletes for the Winter Games down south, and uh, a bunch of other specials. And the government is also reducing the size of MIQ again to make it even safer. Now that we know that uh, Delta is so dangerous, um, there's extra precautions. The use of cohorts and the like. And of course, uh, there is a hard limit on the number of MIQ places because the government literally can't find the facilities or the staff to increase it beyond about the space for 4,000 entries a day. Now that is causing all sorts of grief for people wanting to come home or bring in workers and uh, we are um, you know, really struggling with that. But to give you a sense of how we're not alone, in fact it is worse overseas, in Australia they have capped their quota, their weekly quota for number, the number of entrants into their MIQ system from 6,000 to 3,000 a week. So that's 3,000 for a population of 25 million. And they cut their allocation in half as the New South Wales Delta outbreak got going. To give you an idea, our allocation is 4,000 a fortnight. So basically half that rate, 2,000 a week versus Australia's 3,000 a week. We have a population of 5 million. Theirs is 25 million. So if you think it's tight here, think about Australia. To the point where the authorities in Australia are now having to warn people overseas not to try to get into Australia on boats. So there are a bunch of people in Europe and in Asia and America so desperate to get into Australia now. They can't get flights. They can't get MIQ places. Some of them are considering jumping on yachts and super yachts and various other things to try to get into Australia. It's tough out there. Uh more on the electricity uh, situation from yesterday for those who listened through my um, long, deep look at the electricity problems we've seen this week. Some news out. Uh, Transpower has admitted that it got it wrong when it told Well Networks to cut its power connections by 20% on Monday night. Uh, turned out they got their calculations wrong. They've apologised for that. Uh, secondly, it's clear now that Genesis, uh, who were the first uh, named culprits here, 
had a wind farm consented in 2013, and they've been sitting on that consent for eight years and haven't built anything. The way the system, remember, is structured incentivizes generators to build the least amount of new production that is renewable, and because of the way it's very easy to turn on and off and build cheaply uh, new gas and coal-fired uh, operations, we are effectively dealing with an increase in demand by burning more coal. And uh, also keep an eye out for um, a piece today saying that TransPower has been warning the government for three years about the risk of one of these uh, winter spike events. Uh, just reinforces again that the market structure is not designed for a carbon zero world. It is designed to build very few um, uh, amounts of extra generation capacity at the margins at high prices of coal and gas. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was the Dawn Chorus on Thursday, August the 12th for the Kaka. Kakite anō.